Hi and welcome to Naomi Loves to Talk episode 24. I'm Naomi Love, I'm your host, a poet and podcaster, and this episode is all about black girl magic. I am joined by a returning guest, Simone, who was here on previous episodes about self-love and dating and relationships. And I'm also joined by a brand new guest, my first international guest, that is the comedian and podcaster Kendra Crump. Now the format of this episode is very different than usual. I have the first half where I'm speaking to Simone, who is based in the UK, and asking her about her perspective on the black girl magic as a term and what it means to her. And I also have Kendra on the second half of the show discussing what it means to her and what life has been like for her in America and what the black girl magic movement has meant for her as a young woman and also as a young girl. This episode not only highlights the importance of changing the narrative and uplifting each other, but it also covers other issues that we face within the black community as we discuss things like colorism and look at some of the challenges that young men face with also having that positive outlook and self-esteem. I really hope you enjoy this episode as it provokes more conversation that we should have within our community and with others as well. Hi and welcome to Naomi Loves to Talk episode 24. Um, This episode is all about black girl magic and I have a very special guest who's returning. She was with me on my very first episode and she's been on a few to talk about self-love and and other things to do with relationships. Her name Mm -hmm. is Simone. Reintroduce yourself, Simone. Hey, my name is Simone. (laughs) (laughs) I have nothing else to say. I was like, my name is Simone and I'm here again. You're here and you're going to share your opinion, which is what I love um, about you and also about the show. So this topic is um, all about black girl magic and just kind of dissecting what it means to us and what it might mean to other people. And I'm only going to be sharing one poem, um, which is just basically about black girl magic. Um, So I'll just give a little backstory. I wrote this poem as an affirmation to young black girls and black women, just highlighting what I feel is the inner struggle that um, most of us have felt with regards to our identity and how we're seen in the world. Um, And it's a poem that kind of proclaims the freedom to be who we are and be proud of who we are. It's like self-recognition of what black girl magic means. This is my perception and this is why I wanted to have a discussion to hear what your perception was, Simone. And um, yeah, we'll go into it. We are not average. The average woman would not handle our struggle. We are made in God's creation, yet find no representation of our blackness. Our blackness has been in the darkness, which made us feel less. As a young black girl, I was ashamed of my coils and curls. No one looked like me. My natural hair didn't appeal to the outside world. Our lips, nose and curves were unattractive to the standard of beauty. The standard that suppressed the way we wore our hair and the way that we dressed. Over time, our blackness came to light. Not ashamed of who we are. We owned our beauty, our melanin, our hair. We decided that we do not care what you think. Black girl magic, you wish you had it because we exude excellence in everything we do. We are the least protected and most rejected group of people. We never feel as equal as our female counterparts, yet we rebuke your disdain and overturn what has been so tragic and turned it into black girl magic. (laughs) Now we have the confidence to be truly comfortable in our skin. 
to acknowledge our ancestry roots in our choice of clothing and the way we wear our hair, leaving you no choice but to stare. In admiration or disgust, we don't care how you feel anymore. We got us. Queens who wear their crowns, we won't shy away and bow down. It's our turn to determine where we fit in this world. Our tenacity and strength is often feared, but understand that we are here to stay. Our confidence is not going to go away. Right. I like it. I like Thank it. Thank you. What does the term black girl magic mean to you personally? What does it mean to you? Oh, when I hear, when I think about the term black girl magic, to me, I think about female empowerment uh-huh. within the community. And it actually takes me back to, oh, I can't remember the year, but I just remember when that, that phrase um, came about and was heavily used on social media, like, you uh-huh. know, hashtag that girl magic and, yeah. you know, and I loved it. I was here for it. So when I, when I think of the term black girl magic, I just think of black women of all shapes of all sizes celebrating each other Mm. and themselves and I feel like sometimes you know as black women we we don't give ourselves enough enough praise and enough props yeah and for me that's one thing that I loved about the phrase and I remember whatever year it was because I can't remember what year that hashtag came around but I just remember like uploading pictures on Instagram and hashtagging it proudly, but mm. also going onto the, you know, on Instagram, you go onto the hashtag and have a look and just see thousands of pictures of black women looking amazing, doing amazing things. And it, it was, a, it was a beautiful thing to see. Mm-hmm. It's like you a know. movement that, that yeah. just has taken off. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember the year. It was global, but do you, but you definitely remember that like, when people just started using that term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's been, a, it's, it's been a while, at least yeah. since I, before I started my natural hair journey, so it's been a little while, but it was, like you said, it was just a momentum that took off. And yes. when you go into the hashtag, it wasn't just, even though in the poem, I'm talking about how we wear our hair and how we dress, but it was also women that were just doing things in the, in the world, like, you know, um, the successful jobs or yeah. maybe they had, um, I think even I think of someone like you know the um, gymnast Simone Biles. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's black girl magic again. It's not just about the looks; it's also just exuding excellence. Like there's so many yeah. black women um, who we should be proud of. Yeah. And I think for me, like I say in the poem, there wasn't much representation when growing up for me to look up to another black woman in that way. Yeah. They weren't really celebrated in movies, TV, whatever, magazines. Yeah. So I think it's good. It's a good, it's a good movement. Definitely. But do you know what? I, I'm pretty sure that people, you know, with anything, when there is something positive, people always see the negative in it. Yeah. yeah. And there's that side of things where some people are like, oh, but, but why are, why are black women um, hashtagging this and why are they, um, why are they being so loud and so proud of it? You know, and it's, yeah. it's such a shame. It is. Like, can we not have a moment because we do not celebrate ourselves enough and, you know, black women celebrating themselves should never make anybody feel uncomfortable. Facts. Because the moment I thought for me, I think the moment um, someone feels uncomfortable that black women are deciding to celebrate themselves in such a loud and proud way, that is more than a reflection on them. Mm-hmm. Not- on us but it's just I just I do remember um vaguely seeing like people tweeting stuff you know in a sort of anti-movement towards the whole black girl magic movement 
hashtag yeah. and it just it threw me off I was like wow can we not have something <laughs> no it's, it's it, whenever there's anything pro-black like it's not pro-black isn't anti-white pro-black or anti-other races it's just we're being proud in our skin yeah. and that is a big deal you know for especially yeah. I'm not saying that we were never proud of ourselves beforehand but we weren't really publicly proud of ourselves and putting it out there like no this is black girl magic or yeah. in that hashtag on everything um yeah. a lot of people that were feeling insecure about it it's because I guess that's why I say I, I do I don't know if you agree or disagree with me in this moment but I feel like black women we are the least celebrated um what well, we were the least celebrated um I think amongst our female counterparts like we, it's just always assumed that there's a stereotype of black women like in terms of how we are as our personality in terms of the standard of beauty you know even when you think back to school days I can think back to school days being a darker skinned woman was never been an appealing attractive feature to have with broad nose or lips or thighs mm-hmm. all these things or my short afro hair or long afro hair whatever your hair type was the blacker darker woman was not yeah you're right it was, it was so right um it was it was like that and unfortunately, I think it still is still like that to some extent, although mm. I know that black people are being more and more vocal. And, you know, we are seeing companies, fashion, media, all of that. Jump on the bandwagon. Yeah, but it does feel a bit more like a jump on a bandwagon thing. Well, is that, is that me being pessimistic when I say that? I don't know. I feel like... Some some companies, depending on what on who's who who runs the company, it, it might be yeah. to promote it. But I think some of it's bandwagon stuff. Just like okay, this is what oh, yeah. this is what's like in. A, yeah, it's like a like a tick box exercise. Like mm. you know, you have to throw a black woman um, or woman of color, not even just a black woman, a woman of color on on an advert just to show you know we're the way we are diverse. We care. Mm. Yeah, you're right. It does. It does at times feel. Um, feel like it's just a, a bandwagon thing and what makes me laugh actually the power of social media is how um like these companies want to scream to high heavens that they're so diverse and then days weeks months later you'll see tweets or or, or something will come in you know in so on social media or, or just media overall where mm-hmm. said company um has treated people of color really bad like yeah. discriminated against a, bl- a black woman because of her hair mm. and you just think to yourself oh okay look at you slapping those black models and those asian models yeah. on your magazine cover but then you know you've got employees of color coming forward sharing um racist experiences yeah it's a shame so yeah it is <laughs> i remember the, t- the this year i'm sure it was this year when was the sainsbury advert that came out that the, there was an uproar because it was a black family. It was Christmas, wasn't it? It was around Christmas time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so around that time, there was a Tesco advert similar and there was a black actress um, who she was told she couldn't wear her hair out but to the Tesco advert. Crazy. And that's just 2020. Yeah. Ago. And it wasn't, it wasn't professional to have her Afro hair out. So it, again, like you're right, they are the, they're the token black people that you might see in these adverts, but deep down, yeah. they're not really open to diversity the example that you gave is so just kind of for me it reinforces why the movement black girl magic is so important Mm. because 
you know, in this current climate, yes, we're in 2021, there is the companies that see the black pound for what it is. They mm. do things as a tick box exercise, but often it's not genuine. So it's so important to celebrate ourselves. And mm-hmm. that's why I think, you know, black girl magic is, is such a beautiful movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that it should continue for years to come. And I think when I have, when I have children, like if I have pretty little black girls mm-hmm. <laughs> it mm-hmm. is definitely something that I will you know I don't, I don't want to say I will instill but in terms of like a word of affirmation yes it definitely it will be something that I will be using with my daughters definitely so, I was gonna say it's, it's 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 so beneficial for the young generation because yeah you're seeing you're seeing positive imagery um wherever you access that through books tv whatever even with or without the hashtag, the movement is, you know, we're uplifting each other. And like I said, affirming that you are beautiful as you are. And I think a lot of young girls need that. They might not, they might have, they might not see themselves in certain TV shows that they like to watch or games they play. If that's being affirmed all the time all around them, it's really important. It's really, it's needed. But what are the challenges that you faced in owning your crown as I, as I say have you or have you always had confidence like I've mentioned that there wasn't representation of things before when we were younger before 2013 yeah have you ever had any challenges with that or have you always just um I thought I do feel like at one point I'd say ooh, maybe teens my teenage years slash early 20s I've always been a confident person mm-hmm. but in terms of you know confidence in if I say in my blackness as such mm. um it definitely wasn't at the level it is now um and it, it's so why does everything like stem from like beauty it's it's just crazy when I think about it like everything stems from beauty standards mm. I remember having natural hair um I was really late to relax my hair like perm my hair and mm-hmm. that thing with all those awful chemicals um I didn't do that until I was like 18 or 19 so I literally had natural hair for 18, 19 years. And that was only because my mother was applying pressure and was like, no, don't, don't ruin your hair. You've got beautiful natural hair, all of that. Hmm. And I, I mean, crack in your hair. Yeah, I used to resent, resent hearing it. I was like, I don't want to hear it. I didn't believe it because hmm. I wanted um, the straight hair. I wanted that, that European beauty standard. And know? why did you want that? Because I thought that's what was beautiful. Because right. I thought, that, you know, this afro, these kinks, curls and bush on my head <laughs> was, <laughs> you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't attractive. So yeah, it, as, wasn't, it wasn't desirable, was it, at that stage? Yeah. Yeah. And especially, especially like, you know, as a teenage girl, you know, you try looking at the boys, you, you know, you're thinking, oh, the, the, the boys want women with straight hair. So therefore yeah. I want to have straight hair because that's attractive. Yeah. yeah. And I know and behold, that was a non, that was like not utter nonsense. <laughs> It was utter nonsense, but yeah. So I, I don't think I was as proud um, of my blackness as I am now. And I think even beauty standards aside, like I think I wouldn't say woke. That's not the word. I don't even like that word personally. Mm. But I just think at the time, I don't think I would have had the the courage to be to be so so loud and, pr- and proud in terms of accepting my blackness which is which sounds crazy considering I grew up in South London mm-hmm. I went to a predominantly black school mm-hmm. but I, it was just things you just didn't do like, yeah. yeah it's like yeah you're black I'm black we're black we're all black great my family's black and that was it but it wasn't it wasn't like oh yeah but we need to embrace this 
it was yeah. just, it's just what it was. And it wasn't until, you know, I think social media definitely had um, influence mm-hmm. as to why I definitely became more, 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 I'd say more proud, more open to be like, yeah, I'm black, I'm beautiful, I'm here. And yeah. I'm hella you were seeing it on that platform. You were seeing others. Yeah. Um, they give you confidence to speak up and speak yeah. up and just own it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you just were so conditioned growing up. That's the word I was just about to use. Yeah, we're so conditioned to just, you know, stay in our lane. Yeah. Not make too much noise. Yeah. Except yeah. the fact that European beauty standards are the, are yeah. the standard. You Be know, grateful you're in the room kind of thing. Be grateful that you're there. But yeah, 100%. And that that that, that um, loud and proudness of our, of our Blackness in our community, that was within our community. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like if you're going to a family, a friend, or if you're in your home, you're you're very proud of who you were. But in the outside world, to others, we had to, like you say, stay in stay in your lane. Um, I remember things like seeing elders, aunts, whatever, and and cousins. Like if your hair, your natural hair was out, that was that that's your home hair kind of thing. But you present yourself mm-hmm. when you're going to work with your hair pulled back, straight wig, weave, whatever. It's like we had to have a different persona in our working world and school life. School life. That's just what I saw. But my interpretation was, and if my hair was, and you remember the term duty plaits? <laughs> yeah, like in plaits. That's not something you went, you were meant to go outside in the public to, to see that type of hair. So I always felt like how I naturally looked wasn't acceptable on the outside world. You had to be a certain way. And then when you look, when I looked at the magazines and um, even stuff like, um, remember... Was it Black Beauty? What was that magazine? Oh, yes. yes. Yes, Black Beauty. You had a, even the models on there, their hair was dead straight. They, they looked a certain way. So it's like, I just assume this is how you're supposed to represent yourself. Yeah. And you're right with the social media platforms and seeing different women um, show themselves in a different way and show their natural hair or wear head wraps or whatever it would be. That encouraged me to be a little bit more confident with wearing my hair a certain way and doing certain things and not feeling like I should be worried what other people's opinions are yeah but the conditioning thing is it's it's hard to unlearn that I find as well for a lot of um yeah you're right you are you conditioning if that's come from a young age to your teens to 20s to then start unpicking that and being comfortable a different in a different way it's hard yeah and there's like there there are black people um who are way way older than us and that still haven't even Yes. They haven't done the work. They they still have that yes. mindset where, yes. you know, your hair has to be a certain way. You have to have a certain complexion. You have to, you have to have certain features yes. to look to be considered attractive. And like even just to kind of step away from you know what we're talking about, but of course still on topic. No, um, go ahead. Do you think about skin lightening and bleaching? Mm-hmm. Within, and it's not just a black thing because it is very prevalent in some South Asian yes, um, yes. culture. So I'm not ever going to say that is a black thing because it's not. It is prevalent in certain Asian cultures as well. It but is, yeah. For us within the black culture, um, again, not just the, like Caribbean and African countries, this bleaching pandemic epidemic issue, like, mm-hmm. is too much. It is too much. And although, you know, we have the rise of black girl magic and people loving their blackness and people embracing their natural hair, natural features and natural beauty, Mm -hmm. we still have this 
this uh, pandemic within the black community where it comes to things like skin skin bleaching. Yeah. And and that is one thing that it it really it unsettles me and it upsets me mm. when he and when I hear like you can literally go on YouTube, there's countless videos of black women and men, you know, talking about why they bleach and and how it makes them look nicer if they have the brown skin, they look nicer, they get the better jobs. And and, and I'm just it's just heartbreaking that you know that still thrives in 2021. There are, mm-hmm. there are countries in their, you know, people in their thousands and probably even millions that are still bleaching to this day. Colorism is still very um, prevalent in the, within the community. And that stems from outside influences, but also a lot of self-hate and yeah, self-loathing. Yeah. So, right. in your, and you're right, we've got a movement like Black Girl Magic, which we've now found out was out since 2013. So, you know... A very very long time but there's still people who still can't accept the, the melanin that they were blessed with and yeah. they see that they will be more accept unfortunately you mentioned the asian community but not not that i know a lot about it but i do know the most um successful people are the ones that were lighter and, and have the lighter skin so that wouldn't that that's that is very deep rooted where that's gonna you have to change the whole system for women to feel comfortable in their brown um, brown skin tone. With our community, Crazy. we're very successful darker-skinned men and women, but we still have this self-hatred where the lighter, the better. You know, you think about the paper bag challenge that young young girls and boys had to do back in the day. If you remember that, with the um, with colorism to see if you, were, if you matched the paper bag, if you're too dark, you're considered ugly. Yeah, that's All true. of these things were deep-rooted with not were, are deep-rooted within our community. And I don't really, that's what's so conflicting about, I think, our Black community. We, we on one hand, we, we say this, and then we do yeah. this. Or you have, you said the term woke, because people that are woke, but then we're not helping those who don't understand yet. We're looking down on them, not supporting, so that we can actually have a better understanding of who we are. Even when you ask some Black people about our history, some people are still confused as to what our history is, and where we're from. Um, or, or you still have those people who are like, oh no, like I'm I'm Jamaican, I'm Caribbean, I'm not, and look down on other countries from in Africa. Yeah. You know? Not realizing we've all come from Africa. There's just we are very conflicted as a group, and I think colorism is, I mean, that's a whole topic on its own um, mm-hmm. to, to dissect. But it is it is unfortunate, and it is quite sad. You're right because I've seen many women, women more women than men, I could, if I'm honest, with the yeah. bleaching. And you can see it in their face, but then their knuckles are still dark and they're still showing in other parts of their body. And it's like, you've got body dysmorphia. Mm. It doesn't look not natural or normal for your skin to be that light as well. Um, but obviously that's, that's a whole other conversation. But then I've <laughs> what their interpretation of black girl magic is, or any, like how they feel about themselves as black people. If they, if, I never watched these videos on YouTube, so I wouldn't know, but are they still proud to be black? Is it just that they want to be a lighter shade or... Are they trying to be white? That's always been my question when yeah. teaching that. What are you? What are you? What are you going for? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because go. yeah, because like there are some um, like well-known figures. Mm-hmm. Like if I think about within Jamaica, and when I think about Nigeria, like well-known celebrity figures, influencers, whatever you want to call them, mm. who have bleached to the point where they their complexion. Is, is, is like porcelain. 
Mm. And do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like they haven't gone from, oh, I hate talking about complexions, but they haven't gone from being what would be considered dark skin to mm. maybe uh, a caramel, and I hate that term, a caramel complexion. I know They've what you gone mean. Yeah. To extreme end and removed all sorts of melanin and pigmentation from their skin to make themselves as, as, as what I could only say as white as possible, but they're not even like, they don't even look the same shade as white people, even though I know white people come in different shades, but yeah, yeah. they take it to the extreme. So then when I see that, I can't help but think, okay, you're not, you haven't even gone a shade lighter. You have <laughs> gone, <laughs> you have you, taken it to a shade that I have never seen before. Yeah, you're your so, own race at this yeah, point. So it's yeah. your intention to look as European or, or white, let's because Europeans come in different complexions, but yeah. is it look as white as possible? Because that that really it upsets me mm-hmm. and it confuses me. And mm-hmm. I think it's you know, you, you mentioned about you know, as a community, we haven't um like educated those that have that mindset. And I, it sounds really harsh, but some people are past the point of educating. <laughs> It is, and it's really, it's really sad because the part of me that I do think to myself, you know what, I'm just going to mind my business and I'm just going to leave them to make their decisions and I, I don't get it and I don't want to get it. Mm. But then there's the other side of me that feels sorry for that person that, that, because that, that, I can see that for straight, you know, they've got self-hate, yes. you know, then they're, they're not happy. You yes. cannot treat, like, I don't care what anybody tells me, you cannot be truly happy within if you are bleaching your skin to that point, you're not happy within. Yeah, or if you're, if, what's the point? You're changing yeah. who you are. You can't be happy with, with, with yourself. And you said you said some people are beyond the point of help. I can agree and disagree because I feel like yeah. that some, if maybe they're not being given, delivered in the right message, but there's no harm in, in educating them in some way. Like, I don't know. I don't know how it would be done, but just, making them see that, that you are beautiful the way you are or maybe having questions asking those questions that so why why do you feel the need to bleach picking that but you're right some people are, I actually have watched a few um, documentaries I'm just remembering on the, the um people within I think it was my some part of, I'm going to say Nigeria but I can't remember what part of Africa it was they were speaking to a few women who bleach and a lot of their answers were just I know I'll be more successful with mm. the lighter I am so it's equating success with lighter skin which is what I mentioned with the Asian community um some parts of India where they were saying in Bollywood, the lighter you are, the more successful you will become. White, you know, the the success and whiteness being being idolized. And that's the part to me that's still sad. That's why I liked Black Girl Magic as a movement because, and I mentioned people like Simone Biles who is doing her thing in her field and she is a darker skinned woman. And it wasn't about, her success wasn't equating to her melanin. Mm. It's her talent. And I was going to ask, when we talk about Black Girl Magic, a lot of the times now, maybe that, maybe because I didn't, I wasn't paying too much attention back in, in 2013, 14. But a lot of it to me is to do with the, the beauty of black women. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also the excellence that we have, successful in whatever we do. There are some successful business women out there that might yeah. be under the dark. Do you know what I mean? That I think we need to start showing people that the magic in within us isn't just our beauty and if you can't mm-hmm. accept your own self and love yourself just know that you can be successful right. either way you haven't got to be white to be successful you haven't got to be from another race to be successful do you know what I mean to me that's what that, that's yeah. part of the 
even even the root behind this conversation, I wanted to talk about it. Like, it's not just the beauty. That's one side of our story as Black women. Yeah. We've got a lot that we can unpick about what we have about colorism and how we yeah. saw ourselves, mm-hmm. European standards of beauty. But the success part, we can be successful. It um, hasn't got to be that our complexion yeah. should change. And I think one thing um, that people often don't want to address, like the elephant in the room, mm. uh, you know, when people talk about like statistics and I, I'm not going to quote some relevant and current well, statistics because I remember. But, <laughs> you should, <laughs> honest girl. <laughs> but what I will say is like, but people need to like, like say it how it is. Like we know as a woman, mm. um, in terms of the equality, inequality you experience as a woman, not a woman of color, just as a woman, mm-hmm. it is tough. Like we know, we've seen the statistics, we've seen the reports and the headlines, yeah. you know, yeah. women um, often earn less than men. They face discrimination due to childcare and maternity yeah. leave and they face poverty. Like w- statistically, mm-hmm it shows that women face more inequality mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. when you add in color to that mm-hmm. it's like whoa 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 we like statistically in different in different avenues as a person of color mm-hmm. we're more likely to experience inequality injustice yeah. amongst other things as a person of color so then when you add the two things together you're a woman and you're a woman of color oh my goodness <laughs> like the hurdles you have to jump over is crazy so then when, crazy when, in when every I, industry not just industry. one and when I see a woman of color not not even just a black woman just I like sometimes you just say a woman of color but when I see a woman of color or a black woman of color making moves and and you know doing greatness literally succeeding in whatever avenue whatever field whether we're talking about business whether we're talking about life goals because you know everyone yeah. has their life goals I love to see it and we have to celebrate it so much more because it is hard to be a black woman it's it's tough it and, is and we we are but I love the fact that we are constantly changing the narrative and I think um that's it changing <laughs> the narrative yes that and I think you know the black girl, black girl, black girl magic movement. Although maybe people are not using the term as much now, I don't know. I, but to me, that symbolised us changing the narrative. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. so, it's, it's so powerful. Very it's, powerful. It's, it's we we're rewriting the story. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm here rewriting the story, and hopefully, if I, like we mentioned, you mentioned earlier about elders still, unfortunately, yeah. in that old-fashioned mindset. But hopefully, our generation. Um, we can continue this movement. So like you said, when we have our young children, we're embedding that in them that, you know, you can be whatever you want to be, but also you're great as you are. And I think the narrative starts from conversations at home, uh, re-educating yourself. You know, we've been conditioned a certain way. You have to unlearn those things for our generation, maybe some of the children, people that are younger in their twenties, but changing the narrative continuously is what's going to help us. Um, And it's just, I think some of some of the old generation, it's just like like you said earlier about some we just can't be helped. That's that generation where you might have to just leave that to leave that alone. But I have a question, my last question with regards to this topic. What about young black men and, and black men? Because I feel like there isn't the same amount of self-love and recognition for young black men and black men. Yes, this came about from an individual in America 2013, and it's just continued. And as, as women, we're, we're very much more, like, we're just like, yeah, we are the shit. 
we are the shit, we are this, we are that. But for yeah. men, I don't see any support or any kind of um, uplifting movements for black men. They still have their own lane and struggle that they have being mm. men, being black men, yeah. stereotypes. But why do you think that is? Why do you think black men, I'm just picking your brain, why do you think black men don't have a similar movement? I honestly don't know. Cause you're right. When you, as soon as you asked that question, I was like, shit, damn. That, mm. I, you know what? I've never actually thought about that. Mm. Um, and part of my ignorance, or I, maybe there is a movement and I genuinely don't, but I actually don't see the same, I don't see the same level and the same energy. And I, I don't know if that's because maybe they're doing it on a smaller scale or mm. it's more of a brotherhood where mm. you know, we don't need to sing about it, shout about it, maybe tweet about it or post it. Yeah, actions will show yeah we're not gonna talk we're moving in silence sort of thing or maybe or maybe they just don't have that movement I don't I don't know I think it could be a bit of the latter the brotherhood that you said moving in yeah. silence but I feel like you shouldn't be silent because yes they need recognition too so I don't know if that's something that women need to and but the, to, to go off topic a little bit yeah there's been a lot of discussions that I've seen recently where a lot of black men are saying that black women are the first to put us down um mm because I'm thinking about relationships and certain things where sometimes we're like, oh, men ain't, men ain't shit, black men do this, da, 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 da. But it's like, it's not, I don't think, I think the narrative also needs to change with what we are saying about our men. Yeah. And we, we call ourselves, well, I know I call other women queens and sis and da, 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 but do we call men kings? Are we acknowledging that they are also just as yeah. equal and important? And I think we've got to watch the words that we use, even when you think of, yeah, terms like my N-word and I don't know, whatever. It's like, we need to make sure that we are also uplifting men when we're speaking, because the words we use are also just as powerful, because if we're talking, if we're downplaying our men, so are the other races and other people, this would be easier for them to do it too. That makes sense what I'm saying? Yeah, it definitely Um, makes sense. You're right, you're so right. And I feel like for me, like when it comes to how I talk on black men, Mm. um I'm just thinking now like I, I do actually use the term king but I'm not gonna lie I'll be using it <laughs> in a different capacity if <laughs> I'm in a relationship with that person yeah but, um I try like I do try I try not to speak down negatively on black men because mm. I can't stand to see you know black men speaking down on black women and, and vice versa yeah but I tend to just talk down on men <laughs> in general yeah but they annoy me but that's not because they're black that's just because if they annoy me for whatever reason yeah yeah, like I definitely think um the the men and black men and black women I definitely think we need to come together and maybe support each other much more but then you know one thing I will say um and this is kind of leading on to a conversation I had with my friend about it's kind of similar about a similar topic Mm. is sometimes we have the perception that black men and black women are bashing each other because of what we see on social media, for example. Hmm. But that is often not always the reality. And I think sometimes I have to bear that in mind. Like, of course, you know, I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but the same way black men and black women may bash each other on social media and speak very negatively of each other Hmm. in real life, (laughs) off the gram, off Twitter, off Facebook or whatever it is, Mm. they'd be loving on each other hard so I and I think people you got I think you know when we talk about us um black men and black women bashing each other mm. like I'm now I'm going really deep yeah but no, then but I, I, am I not then adding to the problem 
because because not because I'm addressing it because now I have this this notion that they are bashing each other when it could be a small percentage when actually black men and black women are loving on each other but maybe we're just not giving that enough attention yeah do you yeah. know what I mean I know, I know what you mean and and the the whole thing of black love and and you know yeah. and supporting each other <laughs> love to see it. Hmm? I love to see it I love, I love to see it too and I've I've taken on like yeah like you see you said referring to your man as king and mm-hmm. and king and I'm queen and uplifting is very important I'm trying to be more mindful of the words that I'm using um, with king, queen. But when I see, in relationship-wise, yeah. but when I see other black men, I just see them as my brother. Yeah. And that's, I don't know if that's good or bad, um, but I just, I feel protective of other, other black men in terms of when to make sure that they're okay, or especially in industries and work environments, things like that. Like if I work amongst black men or younger men as well, younger boys, I'm always looking out for them, making sure that they are, they're doing the best that they can do. So I'm, I just have that protectiveness about our, it doesn't sound like our people, but it, yeah. it, that's how I see it. Um, and I wish there was something out there to uplift black men. But I think you said earlier about they're moving in silence. Do you think also it's a case of men just not being braggadocious like that to be like, yeah, black boys, da, 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 da. it's more so. I do think they, they're more, you know, they move in silence. And do you know the thing I have noticed um, they they not all but some black men will you know when it comes to their successes and they'll like hashtag it black excellence mm. or they'll shout like i've seen um you know guys shout out like one of their friends i, I love seeing it so maybe like that is their way of the, that to me it's probably their movement but it's more of a black excellence thing rather than saying oh it's a black man's excellence yeah yeah do you think do you think that that needs to be distinguished or i think black excellence is kind of just their version of it isn't it i feel like low-key is their version yeah. of it yeah and i love it I'm, I'm i will always be here for it do you know what's so funny um i looked at my phone and my friend had posted a selfie on instagram as you do and her caption was being a black woman is my superpower and i just thought i just noticed i said the timing yes. of that is perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. It's a superpower. Again, that's what I said about that magic. It's not just the beauty, it's just being a black, being a woman itself is superpower. Um, and being a black woman added to that, yeah, we have our own excellence. But yeah. thank you so much. Well, I've got another question for you actually before you go, Simone. Yeah. What do you think we can do or what do you think we should do to help uplift men and women? Do you think it's something that we should I think we've kind of answered it, maybe, but what do you think we could continue doing to keep uplifting each other so that this is not just a fad? Yes, it's been out for a while as we have distinguished, but how can we, what can we do to make sure this is this narrative that we're changing continues? This is the last point from your perspective. I would say to continue loving ourselves and continue mm-hmm. loving each other in a really positive and uplifting way just loving ourselves loud and proud yes i like that loud and proud well thank you so much simone i know you're going to be a part of my next episode actually dating without a title um (laughs) (laughs) and we're doing this episode a little bit different this time we've got another guest coming on to share but i want to thank you simone for joining and i can't wait to hear your input on the next episode my pleasure babe so kendra how are you i am pretty good how are you i'm good (laughs) 
I am good. It's a shame that you couldn't be with Simone, but I'm still I'm still happy you're on because I still want. Yes, to I. You know what? It's it's you know sometimes with that. That's why I kind of wish time. I wish we were all in the same time zone. I feel like the world would be a better place if we weren't 14 hours apart or 55 hours apart. I'm like, what the heck is the point of that? Some you know but hey it's, it's okay i made it you know i was like okay i was like oh shoot heck is going on you know but it's okay i'm not i'm not gonna I, hopefully i won't be the first american but technically i am the first american so i think i just started off with all the americans i'm sorry all right don't listen don't don't be like me okay it's early <laughs> it's fine do you know what it is i appreciate you even being a part of it because you are my first american guest and i have had I had tried to have I tried to have someone else come on and he had a similar issue with time difference and he couldn't make it so we've got success you've made it on and I still get to ask you these questions and hear your perspective um so we had Simone and she was a returning guest um showing her perspective on what black girl magic means to her and she's obviously based in the UK like myself but I'm so grateful to have my first international guest I have Kendra and she is based in the US of A. She's going to introduce herself. Can you introduce yourself, Kendra, please? Hello, guys. My name is Kendra Crump. Um, born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. Recent um, graduate from Clark Atlanta University, HBCU. Um, graduated with my bachelor's in mass communications. To um, And my dream is to have my own radio and television show. You know, and, and I didn't realize this until like it's time to graduate or like months prior to graduating. Now I'm like, hey, you know what? I really didn't even need this degree. Like the way social <laughs> media is now, you can just get famous off of okay. one one thing. You can go viral off of one video. And now you're like, now everybody wants to have you on their radio and TV show and all that type of stuff, you know. But um, hey, it's okay. You live, you learn. I'm, I'm educated. That means I don't. Yeah, you've deal... got education behind you. That's yeah, best. that means I don't deal with guys who can't text you. You know, they'll still text you day, dad, this and them. I'm like, wow, you, you weren't educated, were you? Did you drop out of fifth grade? What's wrong with you? <laughs> anyway, so yes, I'm a comedian. If you guys can already tell, yeah. And I am um just just a, a cool individual. You know, I'm a God fearing person. Probably should have said that first. Uh, <laughs> free-spirited person the end <laughs> yeah you know what that is the best introduction i have had so far <laughs> I, was, 20... I, was, I was gonna go in depth but i'm not trying to be like vulgar and raw on your podcast so oh, i'm gonna like you. start off light i want because i know you have your parents listening i won't want them thinking like who is this girl that you brought on ban her i don't want you getting in trouble i think you know. if that's if that's light Keep it there because that, that was a lot. I mean, this is my 24th episode, and usually it's just like, Hi, my name is so and so. But no, I loved it. You got you gave us a backstory, and I'm yeah. so happy to have an international guest. So, um, and I'm going to just reintroduce what the topic is about. It's about black girl magic, and mm. we're going to be talking about what it means to us. So, what it means to me, what it might mean to you, and then just I'll ask you a few questions. So my question is to, to you, what does the what does the term black girl magic mean to you? That means that doing the impossible, the inevitable, being able for the people who had counted us out, mm. not we we're defying the odds. Mm. you know for all the ones that said oh you're never gonna make it because you know of I don't know if you had to grow up during a time period where it was a you know light skin versus dark yeah. skin where yeah. so you I know there were times you felt you know like 
uh, inferior to like, yes. and, and to me, it's, it's, it's a shame because of your skin complexion, like seeing that people won't give you a chance or the guy that you had a crush on, he wants to go and date the girl who looks lighter than you, but she might be dumb as a box of rocks, you know? <laughs> and so the tables turn many years later yeah. where he's trying to holler at you. You're like, no, keep the same energy, you know, in a sense, <laughs> but you know, you being able to defy those odds, like, okay, just because I am a darker skin complexion doesn't mean that I'm no better or no less or whatever it might be. You know, it's, it just, to me, it means that you did it. You are the next, whatever, the next creator of something that people count you out on. Hmm. I like, I like, I like that explanation. So you, you said it's all about excellence. So did mm-hmm. you ever, you mentioned colorism in terms of comparing light, lighter and darker skin. And that, unfortunately, we we're just speaking about that with Simone. That's always been prevalent in the UK as well. Um, do you think like the magic is also related to the beauty and the standard of beauty that you mentioned colorism, but also the standard of beauty that was um, reflected on the media and TV, um, newspapers, magazines, where the European standard of beauty was more desired than ours. Did you have that issue in America as well, or not so much? It, I think, you know what, I didn't even realize it's like that in the UK. It's, it's everywhere, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Anywhere that you do have, you know, African-Americans in, um, any type of group, you know, any country or whatever else it may be, that's, that's, I guess it's everywhere, you know, and to me, it's, it's, it's sad, but yes, I'll, I'll give you a prime example. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was one of my jobs. I was working at a doctor's office. I was a receptionist, but technically I am a doctor because I was working in a doctor's office. So you guys can come for me for medical advice. <laughs> all right. That's all I'll say about that. Um, but anyway, I, there was a guy mm-hmm. um, who ran the office he is the same skin complexion as you, but he, his mother was a lighter skin complexion and he's African. And in his, in his, I don't want to sound like racist, but village, I guess is what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say, but guys, listen to all of, of our native, you know, please do not just, just follow me. Okay. Don't, don't, don't say, I was his, say what part of Africa was he from? Cause Nigeria. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so he literally had this thing where light lighter skinned people were better than darker skinned people mm-hmm. that's and he is a dark skinned man right that's what mm-hmm. kind of confused me mm-hmm. but he believed and his wife is lighter skinned because he like you said he, he his in his culture tradition village he said that they believe that if their children came out lighter skinned they'll be more successful and that meant god was not punishing them that's wow. what they believed Wow. Right. And all of his children came out his wife's skin complexion. Mm. And so he felt like he and God were like bosom buddies. They were one up. And I'm like, brother, the way that you are, how horrible you are as a person, you don't understand God is dealing with you and he's going to deal with you in due time. You don't realize it, but he will Mm. horrible, horrible person. But the fact that he said, I only hired you because I felt he says I, I know that you're gonna do a great job and you're lighter skin and that meant that you have more potential but at the end of the day I sad to hear it, it varies at the at the end of the day because my complexion was lighter meant nothing there were still things a lot of stuff I did not know how to do he would still get upset and angry and yell at me it was just the the, the whole ordeal working around him was just a horrible horrible ordeal it was terrible 
you know, he he was the one who once I graduated with my associate's degree first from a community college, he says, OK, that's not good enough. You need to get a bachelor's because what's an associate's? But really, bachelor's isn't good enough because you need to get a master's. I'm like, are you? And I didn't realize Donald on me. Like, are you paying for this schooling? Because the higher I go, the more expensive it gets. Like, are you going to pay for all this? But I didn't think about that. I didn't have I didn't know my voice at the time, right. you know. But the problem, like I said, the fact that you, he really thought, he really thought that um, going, saying that type of stuff, believing that there are people, again, I don't know what exact, exactly, like, cause again, I know there are probably Nigerians out there who don't believe in that same thing, but the fact that he thought that it was okay. And, you know, cause he literally would, would pride himself in saying stuff like, um, you know, I had to make sure all of my um, receptionists are, are lighter skinned. I have to, you know, make sure there's a light in here. You know, I don't want no one looking like me. And people will laugh at this. Like customers will laugh at this. But I, I just I, I just find it so sad how in this day and age you have people who still thought like that. And I'm like, for what reason? Why does that yeah. matter? That that is it is sad to hear it, and especially from someone who is from Nigeria. I mean, I, I've I've got no quite a few Nigerians, and that's not how they see things. Um, exactly. But it's also highlighting a lot of self hate and confu- a lot of confusion as to how you see yourself. And I was speaking to um, Simone earlier about sometimes um, in some communities they equate success with lighter skin, um, success with being yeah white or whatever and it's like we, we need to look there's so much deep-rooted things within that color the colorism and how we people see see black darker skin and it mm-hmm. is unfortunate that in the 21st century and I'm, I'm sure that example you gave wasn't that wasn't that long ago um and it's still happening today and that's the sad part and that's why I liked the movement or the the term black girl magic because it was taking ownership and more self-recognition that we are amazing as we are I found there was there was 50-50, a lot of support for it, also a lot of contention as to why these black girls saying that, why are you saying black girl magic? What about other other people of other races? And I always say pro-black isn't anti-white, it's just us uplifting ourselves. Did you see any kind of backlash when you were aware of the black girl magic hashtag and movement that there were some people that were confused by it? As far as with backlash, probably did. As far as with knowing, like, can pinpoint as to what was said, what happened, that I don't know. I just know for a fact, anything regarding us is always, if we start a movement, it's always going to be some backlash. And sometimes it's within our own community, you know? So that is one thing I I, I do know for a fact. So yeah, to to answer your question, there was, but to, to know exactly what happened, I'm not sure. No, no, but you're right. Whenever there's something for us, there's always people against us. Um, whenever, and also within our community, there's we have, there's not much. Um, what's what I'm looking for? There's, there's always conflict within our community. So even when you mention the colorist thing, you've got a black man who's already got a perception on the lighter skin, he's a darker skinned man. That is conflict within yourself. Um, there's things like the Black um, Lives Matter movement where some, I'm just using an example of another movement, where some people were for it, some people it was a waste of time. Why do we need to do that? We, we, should, we shouldn't have to ask for our, um, our freedom and to have our lives saved. Um, so I feel like there's, within our community, there's always a conflict in, um, it's not, we're just, we're never on the same page, which is very 
which is deep rooted with how we've been conditioned, but it's very mm. upsetting to hear that um, and to see that. So what challenges do you think you faced in, in your journey of womanhood in terms of owning your crown? Or have you always been confident within your, within, comfortable within your skin and knowing who you are? Did you have any doubts of yourself? Like I mentioned in my poem about not seeing representations, was there anything that you had to deal with? Yes, um, dealing with, I'll give you guys a prime example. So I remember in middle school, I had this thing where the guys I had a crush on, now my, I'm not, and I know I got some good lighting right now, but I'm more of a, <laughs> I'm more of a brown skin you know, okay. uh, versus like, like, cause I, you know, lighter skin is a lot lighter than what I am. Cause I, but I got good lighting right now, but if you see me in person, it's more of a brown skin, but okay. I had this thing in, um, remember in middle school, the guys I had a crush on wanted, you know, the port, the Hispanic, Puerto Rican, Dominican, Cuban type of girls. They liked them. Mm-hmm. or or maybe the white girls, whatever mm-hmm. else maybe, you know, mm-hmm. I think a lot of, I think, you know, whatever it might be. <laughs> Let me, you know, so I felt that, and then on top of that, another reason I had wanted to be of a different ethnicity was because, the, you know, getting made fun of from mm-hmm. young Black women of my hair. Your hair is nappy. Why don't yeah. you do something about it? Your lips are big. Guys mm-hmm. will say that. Your lips mm-hmm. are big. Um, um, little stuff like that. And I'm like, from, from our own people, right? Yeah. I faced not knowing my own identity. I wanted to right. be white. I wanted to be Hispanic because I you didn't have to deal. It. Yeah, I didn't have to deal with, you know, the coarseness, the the thickness of my hair. Mm. You know, I had to learn, I had to learn to condition myself not to say nappy. Had to, you know, mm. I kept calling my hair nappy. Oh, this Me is too. ugly hair. Me too. And that's not what it is. It's thick, it's coarse, it's healthy. Yeah. Yes. You know. Yes. So I had to learn how to get my mind out of saying that, but I had wanted to be. And then on top of that, if you watch the news, this is why I don't watch the news. Um, I call it the tell lie vision. You have to be mindful oh, yeah. of what you watch, you know, Fact. same thing, yeah. same thing in the Bible. It talks about be mindful of what you put, you know, your ear gates, your eye gates, because, yeah. you know, you can be very deceived and fooled on a lot of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You watch the news. I don't know how it is over in the UK, but here in, in, in the U S of A, not 95% of the news or 90% of the news when they're reporting about uh, some type of robbery or something, it's, it's like a black person's face is, is on the screen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so it's I'm the same looking, over here. It's okay, the same. cool. Okay. Yeah. So it's the same everywhere. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm like, I hate being black. We're always on the news. We're always in trouble, but you got to realize, you know, we only make up like 15% of the popu- in the world's yeah. population. Yeah. They're not going to always report on white people because no. they have the upper hand in life. They do. I used, and they have I to had, perpetuate that narrative that we are crooks. We are, we do bad stuff. We, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're, there's thugs, there's this, there's that. And that is the, like you said, the tele-vision. The media, um, has they have a narrative, they have an agenda. And a lot of the time it's not in our favor. And it's that's not. why... If there is a crime committed, whether that's on a newspaper or, or a new, um, news report, like you say, that face will be up there. And the words, the language used to describe that person would already give someone who doesn't have a uh, an understanding that maybe some of the things that they're watching and reading isn't true. Like, oh, this person's a thug. Where if it was another person from another race, there's different words being used. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like maybe... Um, the suspect, but mm-hmm. you know what I'm trying to say. I just It's the same all the way around. And that 
has an impact on how you see yourself. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I was just waiting. No, no, you're fine. No, and you're you're good. But it's 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 like me having to watch this, and and then I kept thinking, you know, I I. I thought that every to keep keep it all the way real I, I thought that every white person was privileged because I would always see a lot of African Americans on welfare I'm like ain't no white person on you know but as you get older you and you do the real studies and research like no there are more white people on welfare than black people not every you know you have more crimes being committed you know with the white people so for me that was my at an early age, that was my identity crisis, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. As time is, is, is progressing, I believe my next um, identity crisis, let's go into following after my dreams. My next identity crisis comes from um, black men who have daughters, right? I'm trying to, you know, help. I want them to help me out. I want them to, you know, when it comes to going after my dreams, let me, can do you know somebody? Oh, and here they are harassing me, sexually harassing me. And I'm like, sir, you, you have a daughter. Mm. Why, you know, and, and these are things I'm like, and then they made me say, I hate black men because, and then, I mean, it wasn't only that it was other stuff that men had done and young boys had done to me since elementary school that made me have this dislike towards them. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but with all that being said, I just was very confused. I'm like, if this is, is this what it means to go after your dreams? Like, are these, is this what other women are doing? Mm-hmm. You know? So like I said, for me, for me per se, I, um, I really just had to get to that point of erasing that out of my mind. And you know, when it comes to going after your dreams, you're going to have people try to offer and do certain and say certain things to you and all that other type of stuff, you know, but you just learn, okay, if you agree to it, that's because you want to do it. Don't do it thinking, okay, well, if I do this, I'm going to, you know, get to to the top. No, you're, you're not, you're, you're not just keeping it real. If you, I mean, if you do, it's because I don't know, it, it, I guess it was just your time, but at the same time, there are other ways to make your dreams happen. Definitely you touched on quite a few things there and um yeah it's just when you you mentioned black young black well black men and I had a question what, what do you think what about black men young black men and black black community where there's not much self-love and recognition like we've got black girl magic as a movement um but I don't see anything for black black men Hmm. Do, you, do you do you do you what's what's your opinion on that what's your thoughts on that because I, I was saying earlier that maybe it's because for men, for black men, they don't feel the need to call to hashtag something as in a black male magic. Maybe it's just black excellence. But I, mm. I feel like the narrative is changing. Yes, um, we're having to unlearn those habits that we've had. You mentioned earlier about the language you use to describe your hair, for example. You use the word nappy. I used to always use the word nappy. Um, and I'm, I'm from the Caribbean as well. My heritage, and it would be called like picky hair. You've got picky hair, like... Um, mm. Things, this words that you use to describe your small coils was now I'm having to unlearn the words that I use. And I was saying to Simone, when I refer to um, men, young black men and just black men in general, I see them as my brother, or I might mm-hmm. use the word king. Um, but these are things that I'm doing myself, my own personal um, choices. But I feel like as a whole, there's not much I, that I can see on things like on platforms like Instagram, Twitter, just uplifting black men the same way we have something like Black Girl Magic. So what's your thoughts on that? And why do you think that might be? As far as why men, I feel yeah. like number one, um, I have this analogy that that um, being black in America is like playing all Madden. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And for the ones that don't know what that means, if you ever have a PS, uh, a PlayStation system, go and you have uh, the actual Madden football game, go and place it on all Madden. See if you can end up beating that game. You're not. It's hard. Um, and I'm a video game player. Okay. I see, I see. So, so it's hard being a, as a black man as a whole, like they are really far behind mm-hmm. in a lot of stuff. Think about it. Every black man at some point in, in life has had to get stopped while driving while black, mm-hmm. either by your own kind or by the oppressor, by whomever. Whoever. Right. Yeah. It's always happened always yeah everywhere in the world not just in america but even more so where you where you you're from most definitely even in the different industries in the in the work environment um walking down the street a lot of people will cross the road or be scared of a black guys coming there's a there's a big stereotype which i've already covered in people's episodes with black men um do you think that's why with there's so much deep root there's so much deep-rooted things within that within that is why they can't have the platform to say black male excellence because they've got so much so they've got more struggles than we do they do they do you know as a as a black with me being a black woman I it's I'm more of able to go to certain places you know Mm. without being harassed typically Mm. you know racism is still real and it's out there but I'm more so able to um to go to certain places by myself than as a black man. Now, I mean, not saying I can just you know go to some rural part of where I'm at in Georgia, just be out there hanging out. No, I'm, I'm still gonna drive through. I'm gonna pass through. Like, okay, guys, all right. I don't know this city, but hey, I'm just driving through. But at the same time, for me per se, as a black man, there are things that they cannot do. I'm, I'm I know for a fact, if you are a black man in a white neighborhood, all white neighborhood. And as soon as you like put your finger up or raise your hand at, at the oppressor who's coming to bother you, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the cops will be there in 10 seconds. And then they're going to paint, even though you tell them both sides of the story, they're still going to take the black man in, in, in custody, yeah. even though the other guy was wrong. I've had people tell me that. Yeah. I've as seen far, it. Then, yeah. As far, like I said, as far as the black man, it's, it's just, they literally don't, um, there's no love. There's no love. It's, it dates back to slavery in a sense, but mm-hmm. there's no love amongst one another. I noticed that, like, for example, when I was out in California, now California, the gang territory is not as bad as it used to be. You mm-hmm. know, that things have changed. Definitely. You can kind of walk in those neighborhoods and, you know, or you got, you know, the bloods and the crypts can be friends with each other, you know, stuff like that. And not as bad as it used to be. Okay. But I, I was having a conversation with someone and they say, you know, with you being a woman, they're not going to bother you. But as a black man, they, you know, you in their neighborhood, like, okay, what set you from it? They're going to bother them. They're, they're going the same to target in the them UK. Out. It's the exact same in the UK with, when we've had things like postcode wars, just to add to that. So continue, but it's the same. And, and that to me is like, they, black men will target other black men. You know, there, there is a lot of times no unity within mm-hmm. it, you know? Yeah. So I think, like I said, I think that's the reason why that basically comes down to no unity at the end of the day. And I think you're absolutely right. And I think that's also within the black community as a whole. Um, it's, it's not consistent, the unity that we, even something like Black Girl Magic, that's beautiful. And we see things like black love and things being promoted, but there's always there's always a, a disconnect a disconnect within our community, especially within the black men. And 
it is very very deep rooted with, with slavery and before before our time um mm-hmm. it's not something that can a hashtag can save but what do you think we can do um or yeah we can do to help change that narrative if possible so i was saying earlier that just with the language that i use when i'm speaking of other black men to try and make sure that i'm not perpetuating the same narrative that everyone else is doing that black men are this black men are that it's more uplifting um i want to make sure i uplift my brothers and my young 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 men and women um to inspire them to be the best that they can be and know that we are excellent within ourselves that's my personal choice but that's what i'm trying to do but what do you think we can do as a whole to make sure that it's not just black girls and black women that are being uplifted it's black men too I think one thing I, I like doing, I think it's a compliment goes a long way. I noticed that a lot of men, they don't receive compliments. Women get compliments all the time from everybody. Mm-hmm. Men need to start just receiving compliments. Hey man, you got a nice haircut from another woman. You know, you love mm-hmm. that shirt, like complimenting mm-hmm. them. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. And they're like, wow, nobody compliments me. I'm like, I know it's, it's it, women ain't going to do that. But I, if I know for a fact you look good, I'll tell you something. But if you don't look good, I'm not going to say nothing. But like I said, I think a compliment, it goes along, uh, goes a long way. Um, I believe, uh, like I like to say, words of affirmation. Um, I believe by no longer calling them the N-word. Yes, I know. Yeah, yeah don't call them that i i believe um you know because your words have power uplifting that's what it comes down to is uplifting yeah Yeah. words carry weight and it's just yeah the language that we use definitely the n-word needs to stop being used most definitely um and that was all of my questions i didn't have many on this particular topic Mm -hmm. um i want to thank you for sharing your perspective your experiences as well giving us a lot more um backstory of what it's like in atlanta and childhood experiences but also work life um, with the doctor infamous doctor there um and thank, you <laughs> for sharing, thank you for sharing um oh um, yes and i will and i'll be on time <laughs> I, I think i know the hours now that's what i will do yeah yeah definitely you go kendra something you want to share with us Yes, yes, yes. I have my own podcast called The Kendra Crump Show. It is um, basically, it's raw, it's uncut, it's it's real. I don't, you know, edit. So whatever you say is whatever you say. If I say something crazy, it just stays in there because, hey, welcome to my world. And you all can catch it on Friday nights or Friday mornings um, for all the um, the listeners out there in the UK and other countries, um, which is nine o'clock my time, which will be two three o'clock in the morning you know you all time once it finally edits out and you all are gonna have you this lovely podcaster miss iomi on there very yes. soon and where can they find you is it on all platforms that you it is on all platforms so you oh, if yeah. you just type in kendra crumb so my name on instagram is the kendra crumb show so these in the k-y-n as a nancy d-r-a-c-r-u-m-p show not with a money sign s-h-o-w okay um and you know if you just type it's the kendra crump show podcast and you just type that in on google and the episodes are just up and readily available brilliant thank you so much my next episode will be about dating without a title and i'll be joined by returning guests yes thank you guys so much for having me (laughs) it's been a pleasure